Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Thought the grass was greener on the other side, but now I know the truth. Gotta lay down my pride. I did you wrong, I know I did, and I'm singing this song. I want you back, can't get you back. Too late, and you gone. Please hear me out, let me explain so you know my true intentions. Just a moment of your time, please gotta have your attention. I love you then, and I love you now, and it's you that I'm missing. Can I have a second chance? I promise, baby, I learned my lesson. Cause I hurt you bad, I know I did, and I caused you so much pain. Can you find it in your heart, baby, to see that I've changed? Wanna earn your trust, cause I lost your trust, and I'm trying to get it back. Just tell me what I gotta do to get my baby back. I'm sorry. I'm never gonna dance. Changing like the weather New love is not better love No matter how you flip it You roll the dice, you pay the price Real love and you risk it I bet it all, put it on the line I had nothing to lose Took your love for granted Took some damage, broke all the rules Now I pay the price for not being nice And now I gotta suffer I lost it all, can't get it back Because of another Lesson learned, you will get burned If you decide to play with fire Bright light, hindsight Next time, I'll be wiser Cause I took the chance, played my hand like love was a game And once you break that trust, it'll never be the same I'm sorry I'm never gonna dance I'm guilty, it's my fault, and I'm the one to blame Who shattered our world and set it aflame But I'm better now, I've changed away, just asking for a chance We can start off real slow, by just being your friends Cause I love you, boo, baby, only you How can I make it better? Maybe not right now, but never say never I'm sorry I'm never gonna dance again Guilty feet have got no rhythm I should've known better than to cheat a friend A waste of 
Pediatric Code. And you go check it out, blacktopia.org. All right. Welcome to the country with Bob the Country Cleaning Lady. And I'm the announcer, just some guy named Jay, like I've always been. And uh, before I bring on Bob the Country Cleaning Lady, and before we bring on on the guest, the magnificent recording artist, PJ Dakota, I want to let you all know that this show is being brought to you by Pampered Shopper. Sign up with Pampered Shopper and receive amazing deals and discounts on some of your favorite places to shop online. Join Pampered Shopper by visiting the Pampered Shopper promo blog at www.pamperedshopper.blogspot.com. All right, and that song you just heard was I'm Sorry from PJ Dakota. So let's go ahead and bring on Bob the Country Cleaning Lady, and let's go ahead and bring on the guest. Hold on just a second. Bob the Country Cleaning Lady, how you doing? How you doing, Jay? You know, we're just uh, getting ready for your show. Yes, we are. I am back. Oh, yes. The country is back. <laughs> Testify. You know that, All right. Let's go ahead. And bring... Oh, yes. Testify. All right. Let's go ahead and bring on PJ Dakota. PJ Dakota, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? Great. Oh, yes, the crowd is ready for you. They're ready for you. All right. All right. Barbara, the country cleaning lady, here you go. She's all, all yours. Right. That is so excellent. How you doing tonight, Miss PJ? I'm doing fine, Miss Barbara. How are you? I'm doing great. I mean, I'm looking at all of your accomplishments, honey, and aside from being gorgeous, I mean, just multi-talented all over the place. Um, Pete, this magazine, is that the forerunner that you're doing, or you're going to stay in the studio with your recording career? Um, It's a little bit of everything. Um, You know, being an artist, you know, an independent, it takes a while for that to, like, blow up. So you got to, you know, invent yourself in some other different areas. So one of my... um, Challenge that I have is I can write really good, so I thought I'd dabble into doing some magazine, you know, create a magazine to showcase independent artists. So that's one of my other adventures is the Peep This magazine. And Criminal Justice was your discipline in college. Why the career change into music and magazine? Well, the love was always music, but music don't always pay the bills. So, you know, mm-hmm. growing up, your mom said make sure you have a backup plan, so... Uh, the backup plan was definitely to get a degree and, and get some education behind me. And I always liked law and political science and criminal justice, so that was one of the fields I really, really liked, and that's what I ended up earning a degree in. Well, that's about a yes, yes. career like everybody else is. Well, in the future, you plan on using any of that information? I mean, I know you can use it now with the writing and your recording, but do you plan on branching off private practice or into someone else's um, firm? With that, um, it's a possibility, you know, when it gets to that point where you know, um, either I'm not doing the music anymore, or, or I'll, you know, you know, it, the goal is to be doing this full time. 
So mm-hmm. until then, you know, that's, that that can be an opportunity. And, yes, uh, definitely would have to be a private, uh, private practice for sure. And i got to ask you because this has been all over the news and still a big issue with everybody coming from Michigan, mm-hmm. being in particular where it said, this water crisis, because it looked like to me that both sides of the platform is using it um, politically. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand with that coming from Flint? How does it affect you and your family, or how had it affect you and your family, the water crisis? Well, um, our experiences with that water situation, definitely, you know, the garage was filled with bottles to the ceiling, um, and, and the hassle of trying to find uh, the locations to pick up water, that type of thing. Um, and uh, the water would have an awful smell when used on certain days. And the area where I live, um, we're kind of like close to Flint Township. Like if you jump the fence in my backyard, you're in Flint Township. But other than that, you, I'm in Flint. But uh, they claim that our area was clear of that situation, even though, um, uh, matter of fact, yeah, my little complex that I live in, they didn't come in. There, there's a process where they supposed to fix the pipes in front of the house. They didn't do that on my block because they said our area was clear of that. But I beg to differ. So we, we, we were, you know, we were uh, affected by that process. Okay. Pete, this magazine, because I was looking at some background on that as well, what made you come up with the concept? Um... You know when you be talking, you know you be talking to somebody, you want them to check something out. You're like, yo, peep this, and that, and that's like one of my sayings. So that's you know the the name of it came from. But just um, my goal, besides just being an artist myself, is to educate these young knuckleheads trying to get into this business because I've been in it and doing it for so long. I mm-hmm. know what the ins and outs, the good and the bad. You know what I'm saying. So I want to um, offer them platforms because, you know, I just said it before we came on was that are you artists getting on these type of interviews, these blog interviews, and in these magazines? Are you guys doing that? Because that's one of the ways of marketing and promoting yourself as an independent artist. So sometimes we can't get into the ones that we want to get in, so why not create one? And I knew I could create one and control it, and it does, you know, wasn't a bunch of red tape to get in the magazine. You just had to be talented and independent. Well, see, and with you saying that, I was going to say because looking at the magazines on the shelves, Source, um, women's magazines, most of the ones that were geared toward the black community, especially the women, um, they've now veered off from encouraging us more to discouraging. What separates Pete this from those magazines that used to represent black women? That now it just seems to me risque is the new promotion. I mean, they're they're willing to put it all on the line just to sell a magazine, and you're still not getting any positive information into the young people reading it. Even if they're standing there at the newsstand looking at it but not paying for it, they're absorbing something from what they read. What mm-hmm. separates Pete this from those magazines? Because for a lot of them, like Ebony especially, I'm disappointed in them now because mm-hmm. they're no longer doing what they used to do. As you and I know, we would sit and read it. Um, even if you was at the doctor's office, you found yeah. an interest in the stories. I no longer find it that way now. So what separates Pete this from that type of feedback out there? Exactly what you just said, what the, the the magazines that we loved to, to read back in the day, what they don't do anymore. I, you know, I, that's what I expect, so we don't get that no more, so I'm going to give it to them and then some. 
because one of the things, like I said, is educating these young artists. So um, you want to give them a good story about an artist, the background of the artist, the goals, some good pictures, like you say, some decent stuff. If you don't have to put it all out there to be seen and heard type of thing, it could be of good taste. And just the story of um, what what I'm learning now is artists want to know, how do I get into the industry? All right, then, check out the magazine, you know, page so and such and such. You know, we'll do um, articles and interviews on individuals that's been through it, that's, you know, either been in the industry for a long time or just getting into it, and everybody gets a chance to uh, tell the trials and tribulations of their their process. So I think being able to give them that and also resources of where to go to get things and um, to be an independent artist, uh, resources to go to to help them in the process. That's what that magazine will provide and does provide. Okay, so it's in the article. If you want to, book, if you want to be in Pete this magazine, you have it in the magazine where they can go to um, apply. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I mean, I know for a lot of listeners, those that haven't had that platform or that opportunity to get out there, what are some of the things that they need to come at you with? Like, do they need to have a resume that they send in or? what their um, expertise are or, you know, things that they've done? Is there a specific list that they need to present to you or your staff in order to be considered? Yes. Um, I would like a, a EPK if possible. A B, um, your bio is usually in your EPK, but if you can give me an EPK or a bio, um, and there's a difference between the two, and um, uh, an email address and some pictures. And uh, we'll take a listen to your music. We'll look at your videos. We'll read your bio. And um, it, it's not too many artists that I'm saying no to because of that fact that they're independent. You know what I'm saying? Somebody will be like, well, I'm I'm heavy metal and blah, blah, blah. Okay, then what's your story? You know, what's your story? What's, what? Well, why are you heavy metal? What, what's this that you're trying to, to promote? And I want to be able to promote somebody that nobody would ever give the time of day to. So long as it's not too too political or too raunchy or too too on the devil evil side type of stuff, you know, as long as it's all in good taste, you'll get you'll get seen in my magazine. Do they have to pay any membership fees or upfront costs in order nope. to um, get seen? Nope. How many artists are normally ran in the magazine? Because I was looking through and I saw a few. A few of them. You pretty much try to cram everybody in there. But, but on the norm, <laughs> yep. what I'm saying, on the norm, how many artists, you know, and they're really not that unknown. They're just not worldwide. As right. Well. But, I mean, you know, how many of them do you really get into that magazine on a, is it ran weekly or monthly? I couldn't tell when I was looking at it. Oh, it's ran monthly. Okay, so how many artists do you really get in there monthly, you know, per per magazine? It, it averaged probably, probably, it probably like it was way more, but I think it, true, 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 complete four stories probably was like maybe like 10. Because you could come in, like if you didn't want to do a whole story or whatever, because um, I have a section that's just based off your music review. Like I'll do a music review on you. So you be like, oh, okay. I'll do a music review. So, I, you know, you you could be in the magazine in that area. Or maybe you're just you're just advertising your 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 album coming out. There's an area for that. You know what I'm saying? Or you want the whole story, or you want the front cover, that type of thing. Um, 
So it, it can vary, you know, but it's like 12 out of 15, if not a little bit more. Okay, so how much time is spent either behind the pen or in the studio? Which which is greater? Oh, my God. Uh, man, you know, I never really timed it uh, in that answer, but let me see. Um, I take about a week to gather all my artists. You know, I make the phone calls, we set up the interviews, and, you know, I might can get the, the interviews done or, you know, Maybe like in two, two or three days. Then I write them up. You got to process them. So I think it might take me about a week, maybe. I give myself like a two-week window to get the pictures and everything finalized. Mm-hmm. So about a two-week within that month before I, I upload them. Okay. And I'm sorry, it's hot. So I mean, is that the only single you got running, or you plan on doing some touring and you know an album? I know you ain't got time with all the other mess you got going on. But I'm saying at some point you plan on. Going out there touring with I'm sorry, or you plan on making an album with it? Oh, I'm making an album with it, and um, also plans of of going on tour, uh, doing some shows real soon as well in New York and a couple of different areas on the East Coast. So yeah, and I'm looking for the album to actually be done probably in the next week or so, and 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 either pushed out like right before July is over or the beginning part of August. Okay. And are any other artists going to be on there? Any collabos of some of the people that you represent? Yeah, I have um, uh, artists that would be on a song with me with uh, named Yaman. And let me see who else. Do I have anybody else on the album? I think he might be the only one. I didn't. I didn't do too many uh, collabs on that. Okay. So basically, by the time you get that out there, the magazine, well, you have both of them running at the same time. Now you're going to go back and forth between this, the magazine promoting that and promoting the album. I mean, do you have, like, a staff to work along with you? Because I know you can't do it all by yourself. Uh, actually, I was doing it all by myself. Oh, wow. uh, but as of uh, the last couple of months, I've been able to um, get help with it, so I'll be able to get it out sooner and faster and quicker. But actually, I was doing everything myself. You just have to spread the time out. Good Lord. Yeah, that's a lot of spreading. I'm looking at your stuff. But for you, music in general, what what general, basically, because, I mean, that sounds like a little rap, a little R&B, and I'm sorry. Which yeah. one is your favorite that stands out the most to you? Uh, singing. Well, where do you see the artists and the music in this generation? Because I normally ask everybody. And, I mean, you know, your music, from what I've heard, old school, like most of us, you know, it has substance and Mm -hmm. there is meaning behind the music. Mm -hmm. What do you see going on now? And, I mean, it's not to put the artists down. Right. But what do you see going on now with the kind of songs they have out there that make absolutely no sense but crack a million dollars off? I mean, you know, the taste of the music mm-hmm. that has no taste but cracks a million dollars off. What do you think of those particular songs or the artists in general? Oh, man. Um, I, I do feel sorry for them because the longevity of it is, you know, is is limited. And we, oh, man... It, it's it's a tough question because if until mm-hmm. we as 
people start requesting the old school music back, the industry and the radio stations are going to keep playing what the radio, uh, what the labels keep giving them. So until mm-hmm. we change that, it's going to stay that way. And see, I'm asking because the hungry artists out there that listen to different radio stations try to get in contact and interact with different um, ones like yourself, Jay, they don't understand that. You see, the first right. thing they see is the money. Mm-hmm. And they assume as soon as I crack off this nasty-ass singing song that <laughs> I'm going to make a million like an artist who's been out there for years. You're not because you don't nope. have that promoting tool. You don't have that mobile um ability that this person has. They've already made that first meal, so the junkie meal is what I call it. The junkie mm-hmm. meal that they make off this particular song, money was already out there. You don't even have the first dime. So you, you don't assume that you're gonna make do you explain to the artists as you deal with them, you have to pay people for a lot of these things that are done. Or or if you do it on your own, it has to be that catchy that no one will copy what you've done. And I mean, and that's for a lot of these artists, those that I've talked to before my show came back on, a lot of them were assuming that they would fall right into that game. And I mean, I don't care how good you are, it's the demographic that you have to reach. It's the people. If you don't reach that certain amount of people or that certain kind of people, your music is going nowhere. And somebody been to took it and copied it because you're an underground artist. How do you help? the people that you represent or, you know, mentor, keep them from falling between the cracks in those scenarios because you know it happens all day long. Oh, yes, totally, totally. And it's, it's hard, you know, because you're right. The artists come to me with their songs, and we we listen to it, and we tell them whether or not, you know, that it's good or not. The, the, they want to emulate what's out already, and they mm-hmm. don't understand that, that's only going to last so long. There's only going to be so many of those like that. You can't come out and be the next Beyonce because we already have a Beyonce. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be the next Drake because we already have a Drake. Nobody wants to hear ten versions of Drake. You know what I'm saying? You know. Right. So being able, <laughs> so being able to tell them to be unique and different is mm-hmm. hard. You know, when they know that, nope, all I got to do is make the same type of track, and I can get on. So it's uh, it's it's a conversation that takes place, but whether it's being heard or just being dismissed, it's on them. And it's like one of those where you say, hey, I told you, you can learn the hard way. And how long have you been doing music? Because I didn't see that either. Oh, yeah, you know you can't tell everybody everything. You can um, have been in the business. You come up here. I'm sorry. How no, long, no, you okay. have you been in the business? I want to say, let me guess, over 10 years? Yes. Okay. Because yes. it sounds like it, and in everything and everything I'm reading and seeing about you, it sounds like over 10. But give me a specific, 20, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. See, but then you have that experience, but that's the, you know, you're right. That's the hard thing. You're not going to get them knuckleheads to listen because they've been too, yep. well, I put it this way, commercials and stuff has retracted them. And basically, now, what do you feel about these shows? Because me and the young man got into a big argument about, and you as dealing with the production and magazines and promotion, we got in a big argument about those reality shows that come on, that Sean Puppy Combs and, um, 
that other guy, I can't think his name, some of those other artists represent. My feelings on those shows is they're not very realistic. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it is a known artist up there representing that show. Yes, I get up there and I become the next idol or the next four, one of the four, whatever the hell that mm-hmm. best is. Yeah. But in the end, that's not the only part of me. Once I'm done with Sean Puffy and them, basically they walk away. Yep. And I have to now stand on my own and make that career because they've already felt like they've given me that platform by putting me in front of millions of viewers. Exactly. So they feel like I can handle my own. What do you think about those shows? Um, I, I really don't like. Now, there used to be a purpose to them as well. Yeah. Now I don't see the purpose to them. I just see some of the old artists trying to relive their lives. I mean, that's what I see. So I no longer look at them. What do you think of those? Because me and him got into it. He was like, they're still a good platform. In a sense, yes, but in a sense, no, because they're not being realistic with you about the career you may or may not have. Look at some of the other people who were on um, American Idol. They're not doing commercials. They're not doing recording artists Mm -hmm. or they're actors. Mm -hmm. They're They're not doing what they initially set out to do because along the way, people left them. They yeah. feel like they can stand on their own, or better yet, they did not put them in a in a proper place to explain to them how to manage their money, how to keep um people on your corner that's going to make sure and represent you and keep you promoted out there. Mm-hmm. They they didn't go through any of that. So as a as a production person yourself and a promoter, what do you see in those shows? What do you think uh, of them? Are you? You won that argument with that guy, if that was the angle that you came at, because you hit it right on the dot. And I totally agree with you. In the beginning, they were great. They were entertainment. You know, the, oh, man, you go see the talent, see who it is. But you're right. Mm-hmm. It's the, after the lights go out and the curtain close, what happens then? You know what I'm saying? They don't tell you that they put you in. Um, if you do get picked in, in the process of that, they don't tell you that they put you in a, unmanage, an unimaginable type of contract, you know, three, four, five-deal contract, and ain't much money given to you in the process, let alone no signing bonuses or whatever, and you mm-hmm. have to go on their label and you have to use their producers, you have to become what they want you. And they're grooming you to see if you're going to if you're gonna bend through that whole show. So, yes, they're not, you know what I'm saying? And if, and if, and if it doesn't go right, you're stuck. You're there on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Either you're going to come out with an album or you're not going to come out with an album. And another thing that people don't understand, so all those listeners that be like, you know what, I'm about to go, I'm about to go be on the full, I'm about to go be on whatever the other shows are called. Mm-hmm. They use you, and you have to come in literally with a sad story. You have had to have a broken home. You would have had to been abused. You had to be living out your car. You can't come in there, went to Julia Arts and got all straight A's and mm-hmm. got the perfect life. I noticed life. that, they too. Were, I noticed that, too, was another yeah. issue. That's what I was trying to tell him. They look for mm-hmm. the crippled people. Not yep. the, and, again, again, what did I say? That is li- them living their lives through these people to still show that they have some philanthropy about mm-hmm. them to keep yep. selling whatever raggedy album they still got out there. Yep. Basically. Yep, exactly. And if they're not going to make you the next big thing, then you're just another artist on their roster. You're going to serve your time, and probably before the year's over, they're going to drop you. Mm-hmm. 
So I was just wondering was that right, and I'm not yeah, no, you right. the industry, but yeah, he got really you know upset with me and you know blocked me and stuff. But it wasn't what it was. I was trying to give him the proper information. Now I've been mm-hmm. doing this a long time, interviewing you guys with this stuff. Everybody from I consider everybody a major talent. I don't mm-hmm. consider you an upstart or none of that mess, which separates me from a lot of folk. Mm-hmm. I already give you that respect and that credit. Right. But nice. you know. Looking at what I've seen from that, that's all I saw. That's why I stopped watching those shows because mm-hmm. they're no longer about the talent. Mm-hmm. It's about trying to relive your mess or keep selling your mess, and it's yes. not even about you. It's the show isn't about you. Yes, sure, that's his name, Adam Levine. Right. Yes, that's you and Christina Aguilera and the rest of y'all. I know right. who you in. It's over. Your time is done. I'm yep. even home. Yes, I'm yes. Just being honest. Your time is done. You're not up there on that show to promote your mess or talk right. about your marriage and all your other shit going on. Mm-hmm. You're up there to talk about me, the unknown that wants to be known. I'm hungry. Yep. You're supposed to be feeding me the knowledge. But the few times I watch those shows just to have something to say to these kids when they inbox me, I, I didn't see any of that. Mm-hmm. I saw all them people reliving their lives. Yep. And if you're watching close enough, you'll see it too. They're not about the talent that's coming up there. That, I mean, some blockbuster voices. They're not even talking about that. When you look at the reviews, they talk about who having the man slept with. Yep. Or Christine Aguilera, how many chairs she had. Mm-hmm. That's not even about the show. The show not even about what it's supposed to be about when the lights go down, like I said. Yep. You know, and a lot of these kids, they're so confused because they don't have that background training. <laughs> that, you know, all they see is what, where I'm going to be sitting next to this particular person and I'm going to get this credit. No, you're not. Nope. <laughs> you, you're still going to have to work harder than anybody else. And I just I just feel like, you know, when I talk to y'all, for y'all to make that known, I mean, completely understood. Yeah. It's, it's not going to come to you easy. No, it's I not. I don't care how you can sound like Jesus. It's mm-hmm. not going to make a difference. Yep. It all depends on who got your back to to put you out there and, and not put themselves above you, but put you above the music so people can see you and listen to you. And a lot of these people are not doing that, and I'm seeing a lot of good artists fall by the wayside. And, I mean, you know, I just I, I really get fired about you guys reiterating that, that it, it takes work. It's not yes. going to come to you. And the truth behind it. You know, yep. I don't care what lie they tell. The truth needs to be told. <laughs> yep. And I'm quite exactly. sure you got a few that look at you crazy and don't want to hear what you got to say when oh. you're saying this. Yes, exactly. But, yep. I mean, it's yep. like talking to your own children. And I understand mm-hmm. that. But I really hope y'all are inter- reiterating that on a constant basis. Yeah. that needs to be bammed into their heads. You do not want to end up like Miller Vanilla. And to be honest with you, I, I, I really saw them as a perfect example of mm-hmm. failure as far as people not having their back. And both those gentlemen could sing for real. They could. They really could. Yes. But but the mess that they were thrown into mm-hmm. because their priorities weren't correct and people saw that they were just hungry for a better living, that's what they use against them instead of for them. And I always use them, too, as a perfect example when I'm talk- before I turn people over and get on Jay's nerves and turn them over to him. Then I'm going to turn them <laughs> over to you. But um, when they inbox me and talk about, can you listen to this? And I listen to it and give my honest opinion, they get pissed. But, right. I mean, I'm just going to start turning them over to y'all. But, you know, I always use them as my platform as a perfect example because mm-hmm. they were the truth. They both could sing, but look at how because they didn't have the proper background, 
because, you know, again, priorities were out of place. Mm-hmm. Those careers became a travesty and a joke in the music industry. Yep. That's true. See, that's a good and that's because, right, right. And I always tell them that. See, you got to look at where other people have gone before you try to put yourself in their shoes. Oh, all you day. can't. You, yeah. See, and a lot of these artists, I mean, I, I'm not cracking off on them. I know they have the talent and the drive, but you got to mm-hmm. understand what you're up against because y'all business has gotten worse. I mean, I know it has. Oh, it has. It's, it's, it's harder yeah. and tougher and everything. And and um, the problem is these artists only see the end result. They see the videos. They see the you know the jury and the cars. There's a lot of stuff that had to go. Those artists had to go through that to get to that. You know what you I'm saying? That's the people that some of that stuff is raining. Now, exactly. How many times have we saw? Majority of time is that. And, I mean, and oh my God, how they did not return so and so's jewelry from Gordon's, whatever that was, and they had to send the police out there to go get their jewelry. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know. For years, I always thought they owned it, too. But then, you know, some of them folks just got tired, like Christie's and them other folks. They come after you now for their mess. Especially with a yes, million-dollar chain you had on your neck. And exactly. they go look at the inventory and see that chain missing. Somebody better go find this fool and get my mess. And then you exactly. looking all dumb because you done lost it. And you right. on the run from Christie's. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, and I never understood why they did that. Why not just let these guys be themselves or girls? Wear what you own already. You don't need to put on nobody's lapurla that you're renting. You can mm-hmm. wear your own. If you want to make that bra dress looking crap, you can do that with your own mess and some of the, the discount stores. You don't need to have to rent something that you can't afford. Right. I, I never understood doing that either. You know, false mm-hmm. presentation doesn't work because eventually somebody's going to get you on the news and embarrass you. <laughs> exactly. And they've exactly. always, even some of the biggest stars have been embarrassed because they haven't turned in a car that didn't belong to them. Mm-hmm. Shoes. Yep. So, I mean, you know, I just, for for a lot of this stuff, to get through the facade to the meat of the thing and the structure, we we get back to all of that, I truly believe this industry will pick up where it used to be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the older artists, I'm glad they're coming back out to show them what real music is. And I'm oh, glad yeah. you out there showing them what real music is. I'm trying. Uh, this, I am this trying. mess about a panda song and some other stuff, girl, <laughs> about to drive me up a. I mean, that's not any funny, PJ. I'm just. I know. I, I know, girl. And what killed me is this new generation. If more girl, when they did, what's that? Um, when we remember, remember, remember our version of the Running Man. Yes. Well, you don't know the now. The well, no, but it's like a new version of the Running Man, and it is the the worst version ever. And they want to claim it. They're like, y'all, this is the running man. No, that's not the running man. They got to understand, like you said, there is a history behind everything. Mm-hmm. Something started from somewhere. Do y'all's research. Mm-hmm. There's only so many moves y'all can do. And I probably t- I'm trying to tell you, that was a move back in the day called something else. Right, right. I mean, and, and aside from that, I hope y'all letting them know, like I told a few of the artists as well, what you do in the beginning is what everybody recognizes for the rest of your career. That is Don't true. nobody care how many Emmys you done won, how many BET Music mm-hmm. Awards. I still remember that you beat your wife. I still remember that you stole something from the stove. I still remember <laughs> you saying something stupid out your mouth you shouldn't have said. I remember you coming out there in your drawers. I don't remember none of the other accomplishments you made, but what you yeah. did in the beginning. Yeah. 
Now, and wait a minute, are girl. Are you telling them about that as well? <laughs> Shut up, Jay. Are you telling them about that as well, that everything they do, even if you don't think you're under the spotlight, you're under the spotlight? Oh, all the time. All the time because who they're trying to impress, they don't realize that they're watching them all the time. It's like y'all don't have to be in front of the label for them to see y'all. Y'all, mm-hmm. they own they own Facebook. They have Facebook accounts. They got the Instagram accounts. They, you know, they got the Twitter accounts, and they looking at what you're posting, what you're saying, what you're doing. So, like you saying, keep acting the fool if you want, and then you wonder why you ain't getting that phone call back. Right. Well, by the time you got the phone call and again made that first meal, I'm not even paying no man to that. I'm still wondering, you know, why you ain't go to jail for hitting her in the eye. I mean, you know, see, the, the wrong, <laughs> but the wrong things get noticed. And, I mean, a lot of these guys don't realize that. But some of the artists, I'm glad, like I said, the older guys, they're doing a lot of documentaries nowadays, if you haven't noticed. Um, you know, like Ice Cube and Ice yeah. T and all of them are coming out explaining, you know, the end of the beginning, they wish they wouldn't have done this. They wish they wouldn't have done that mm-hmm. to better their career. And I'm glad most of them are stepping up and doing that. Because yeah. some of the young guys still respect them and look at them as the pioneers, you know, of rap, the pioneers of R&B. I'm glad these guys are coming out and saying that because I've said it so many times myself, and I'm quite sure you're telling them as well. But you oh, yeah. got to understand that everything you do, you know, people are – I don't care what – even going to the bathroom. You've heard artists say they can't even go to the bathroom in peace. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody standing right there waiting for an autograph or whatever the case may be, or just looking to catch you doing something wrong. So, I mean, you know, once you put yourself out there, it's done. Oh, it's yeah. like the internet. Once it's out there, you can't pull it back. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's just it's real important for them, you know, to understand these things. And I'm I'm glad. I'm really glad that you got out there giving them that information and that proper feedback because you know there's so many promoters out there don't give a damn all they want to do they is make don't. that book they, they're that money they're about that money yep. but do they but come they're... to you do they come to you looking for your artists some of these people or can you better yet can you tell the trashy ones can you tell the ones that you know that you know he wanted somebody to use can you pretty much tell these folk before you try to give them your artists oh hey yeah because I'm doing what you're doing like you're doing that background like okay who did you have before who did you promote? How did that show go? You know, what's your, what, first of all, what's the requirement for them to even be on the show that you're trying to push? Now, you mm-hmm. heard me talking about to be on my show is 500 Why am I paying you? No, that's not how that works. You make it happen so we both can eat. These promoters got it all wrong and these artists, but, hey, they're not, mm-hmm. li- they not listening. Well. And the pitfalls from the past, when you, <laughs> when you would silly. hear about these, about these parties and the drugs and all that, that's oh, still God. real, that never went away. So if that's not your life and you're still trying to pursue this music industry, please stay away from that. Don't let them, don't fall into that pitfall because that's one of the things that the industry feeds on too. They mm-hmm. want you to fall into that because that's how they control you. Mm-hmm. But these I'm, young glad, kids, I'm glad you're saying that to those listening. Thank yeah, God because you're saying that, that. I forgot all about that. I forgot about yeah. the, the, what do they call them, release parties and all that yeah, mess. Yeah, boy, all that stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. I, um, and I sometimes little... they bring you the problems that just to make a, like a few artists were saying as I was looking through some of your things, a few of them said that they got caught in scenarios where uh they were actually set up by mm-hmm. folks, you know, just to be put on the news so a story could be broke out about them. But that's not the way you want a story to break out. No, and not at all. Not at all. You know. Controversy ain't even good. 
Some no, people and that's a good thing. what they try to use nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's another yep. big thing that's supposed to sell controversy. And I mean, yep. you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at how this whole industry has turned a 360 from mainly the black artists. I'm, I'm so upset with for yep. a lot of them that they, yep. they know what they went through. <clears throat> You know, to get where they get what they got, you know, and and for them to just sit back and let these things happen mm-hmm. to the industry, I'm I'm kind of disappointed in a lot of them. I mean, I don't know how you feel about them with it, but for a lot of them that you know you went through hell just to get mm-hmm. that first song out there, and yeah. through hell to be your own person, to keep your identity, to keep your music rolling. And you watch these young guys and girls fall through the cracks. And, I mean, you just sit there and say it is what it is. But somebody reached back and helped you, you know, pull yourself up to prominence. You couldn't have been a Luther or, you know, any of the other ones or Gerald LeVert without, you know, somebody reaching back, no matter mm-hmm. who it was that gave you that push. Right. You know, and a lot of them are not doing that. It's like they're just sitting there letting it happen. Yes, they are. And, and and letting the industry fall. And I just, I don't understand them with that. I mean, you know, a few of them have tried their best, but I mean, you know, it's you got you got more of them out there that don't care than those that do. Because you say, well, my career is washed up. That's not true. Because I mean, I could see an artist walking down the street and give them that same respect mm-hmm. from who they were. I mean, you know, I can't I can't take it away from you that you had a dynamic career. Mm-hmm. You know, but they just, a lot of them just living their own self, walling their own self-pity instead of, you know, trying to work toward building the young artists up. Right. See, they don't they don't want to do that. And for the magazine, you know, going forward, for everybody being in it, where do you want to see it go? Do you want it to be mainstream? Yes, I want it to be able to go national. And we got a couple of situations that, that can help push it to that. And uh, so I, I definitely, like you're saying, you reach, you reach out and you reach back and you get these young people to get them the platform that they need and just to learn how to, like, to get on your show or somebody else's show. They got to mm-hmm. put in that hard work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We ask, Like you were saying, what is, what is required to get in the magazine? Do the simple stuff. I asked, I did, you know, I asked for you to send me a song, MP3, and you send it to me, YouTube. See, right there you got, like, a strike against me because he's like, you can't even follow directions. Don't send right. it to me and no YouTube video because now I got to go through a whole bunch of mess just to get to that. Like, follow directions. Right. So. so, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, I'm I'm glad that, I'm hoping the magazine do go forward. You got any other projects that you, I mean, you don't need nothing else to be going on, but you got <laughs> any other projects, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm about to put the brakes on you myself, but if you got anything <laughs> else going on out there that you playing on doing? Oh yeah, yes, 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 yes. You will definitely if if everybody out there, my artist name is PJ Dakota, but I also go my real name is Patty Barnett. So either one of them sites you on, you will definitely be seeing more stuff coming. Um, got a radio station uh, program coming up called In the Zone, In the Zone Radio, and we're interviewing, of course, independent artists. So you get the opportunity to be in a magazine and on a radio show. And we're making sure that it's BDS so you can get your, your points and your radio credit for that. But mm-hmm. I say that to say, but you got to be registered in order to get that credit. So, people, you're not listening. You're missing the boat. I'm creating the platform. So how would they get registered? How, how would they do that? You got to do your ASCAP. You got to do your BMIs. You got to do your sound exchange. You got to do your song trust. 
all these little platform uh, organizations you guys have to sign up for in order to get your your radio spins counted and your your interviews and your uh, your spins your radio spins all those type of things and any other type of way for their music to get whether it's getting streamed all that it's got to be somebody got to be watching it and counting them numbers. But if you ain't got it in, yes, so yes. you know, they not you can't get paid. So everybody like I want to get paid, I want to get paid. Hey, that's that's another avenue. That's another avenue. And then of course, do your shows. Do a small independent tour. Okay. Okay. So, so if they so if they looking at trying to get into like you know some of the bars and all of those um places that do free mic um mm-hmm. airtime, do they need to start going to those that do open mic night and all that stuff like that? They need to do it me. all. They need to do it okay. all. Okay. They so anytime they see something that say we got open mic night or free karaoke, whatever that is, they um they need to start going <laughs> in and um introducing themselves and mm-hmm. you know just the, trying to yeah because the the thing is okay so you got a, you got a song out and you know your song okay so but how's that performance? You know what I'm saying? Do you know how to hold that mic right? Are you cuffing it now? It's muffled, and we can't hear nothing you say when you do your show. <laughs> do you know how to work that stage left or right? You know what I'm saying? Can you still oh, rock that Lord, stage you... if there's two people in the, in the audience? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Can you work the stage if somebody heckling you? Like, ah, man, you suck. Ah, you got to keep going. Can you work that stage if the, if the if the if the music gets cut off? Can you do that sucker acapella? That's the type of stuff I'm talking about. So the, that footwork got to be in place when you go to them open mics. You just sit there and you just do it. And you learn that stuff back and forth because then you got to deal with the, the light shining on you on the stage and it's, it's hot on the stage or the plug come oh. out of the microphone. All those type of things, they don't think about that type of stuff. But all those things will happen, done happen, been happen. You got to be able to recover from that and keep it moving. Yes, God, especially with the um the instruments and stuff cutting off, and you yeah. got a million people out there on the page, what, two, $3,000 for them seats? Yeah. Well, your ass better hurry up and find a song. I, one person I know that could pull that off and fix that was Jay-Z. And whenever something went down on his mess, he would break out quick with some karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 to the, and to the music, I got to get to him. The boy was tight. These had a few concerts here in Richmond and Hampton where the people have told me that the microphones and stuff that went down. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, hell no. He found a way to get some kind of way on a Titan Tron, even on his phone, to start singing to the people. Anything to keep them interested because they paid that money. So yeah. you're right. You got to, that's another thing that you got to know how to be able to do. You got to be able to keep all those avenues open. You can't, you can't, you know, just, just give up because people mess with you. But, you know, I'm glad you said that to them. So I'll let them know. They need to start looking for open mic nights and, um, mm-hmm. Karaoke is to try to get themselves polished. Yep. And please, what they're doing, right? Yeah, because the industry, the labels, they're not doing um, artist development no more. They want you to come in already polished. But if you don't have that, they're not gonna pick you. You're gonna sit on the shelf. So you guys got to get you guys a team around you that's gonna help develop you and make you the best you can best when you come out. So when the label see, there's no reason why they shouldn't pick you up because you dope as hell. Okay, and somebody else is asking me for for you through Pete this. Would it be raunchy if you know people still pass out flyers and little CDs they sell? Is that still a good uh, marketing yes. tool for someone who's poor? Yes. And just and don't have it. Is that still because they say a lot of people are you know get mad about you doing that? But is that still a good marketing tool to pass out little CDs of yourself and little flyers and say come 
look at you perform here or perform there. Yes, it's still good to do. I probably wouldn't do as many like how we used to do. Just keep it at a small amount. Recoup it if you see that there's a good response from it. Um, But one of the um, paying attention to what the industry, and not just the music industry, but just the times of today, um, a lot of times put your music, like the coolest thing to do now right now is put your music on USBs. You can get your USBs and get a design with your name on it or whatever, and you give them that. People are going to be more receptive to pay that versus the CD because a lot of people don't have CD players no more. But right. you can still, I promise you, when I go to a concert, I'm looking for somebody's CD. I'm looking for you right. to give me something. I got my $20 or my $30. What you got? You got a CD? You got USB? What you got? You got a poster? What you got? I'm looking to mm-hmm. buy something. That's never going to grow nowhere. So whatever you chose or pick or decide what's going to be your marketing thing, you work that. Okay. Okay, so it's good that they're still doing that. Because, I mean, I know a lot of kids um, are saying that they get discouraged because nobody's really, you know, taking them up on, you know, listening to their music. But then, like I told them, I said, it's all in how you present it. Because I have yep. a few guys when I'm at the gas station, you know, come up to me, listen to this and listen to that. And I said, you know, look, I understand that you are artists and hungry and you want people to listen so that word can be passed around. But even with you doing this, this is still a business proposition between you. I'm a business owner myself because I have a cleaning company. Mm -hmm. You are still a business prospect because you're looking for clientele. You can't come at me with no dirty shirt on, (laughs) no dirty pants, and you're looking at it with your drawers showing. I mean, I said, yes. I know I'm sitting here getting gas, but I'm looking at your ass. And that's not what you want me to do, even if you want an artist and they end up tricking you out like that later. Right mm-hmm. now, you're trying to gather an audience. Yep. So I said, you got to come at me a little bit more presentable mm-hmm. and than what you're doing. And you need to know what you're saying out your mouth. Again, that's the beginning of the end for you if you don't know how to talk. <laughs> Because one of these days you may pick up the right person. You know yep. what I mean? There's plenty uh-huh. of different artists and um, different um, recording people like yourself out there. Y'all just could be in a, in a town or city doing something personal for your family. Mm-hmm. And somebody walk up to you. I say, you don't know who you walking up on. You have to know how to. And one of the young guys was like, it ain't all that because he ain't got nowhere yet. And I said, for this dude, get him the fuck out your face. He's yep. not going to be on your side. He should not be saying that even with me standing here <clears throat> with you trying to sell it to me. That's not the kind of um, background you want with you. That's not the yep. kind of, you know, encouragement you want. But as I'm telling you, know what to say out your mouth, know how to dress. You ain't yep. got to come with no suit on, but a nice shirt, nice pants. Pull your pants up, nice hat, wash your face mm-hmm. before you want to come and try to present a CD to me and ask me to give you a $2 donation. I'm not going to mm-hmm. give you jack till I see you look presentable. Mm-hmm. And see, you know, and a lot of kids, you know, my friends and all laughing me about when I do that, but it's the truth. Everything yep. is a business proposition nowadays. Yes, it is. So, And you yes, don't know who is. you're walking up on. Like, look, you could be out there in your sandals and a dress and not paying no man, and then somebody walk up on you the right way, and then you introduce yourself, you know, I'm PJ Dakota. And they go, oh, my God. You know, because it's not, you know, that's not how you standing there talking to them. You, you, you downtime. You know, this is your relaxed time. Right, but right, I've right. I heard a lot of artists say that if you found people in that downtime, it's all in how you present yourself. And that's a lot of things these kids don't get. Presentation, mm-hmm. presentation is everything. everything. Yes, it is, it is, it is. And you said something, and thank you. You said that, that I had a nice look. 
that part is important too. See, you gotta have those black and whites and them color uh, pictures of people. I be, man, I put they they bios and they mm-hmm. pack it because it's still it still asks for. It. So you guys have to go out there and get your photos done <laughs> of your presentation. You have to mm-hmm. get that done. You cannot get around that. And that's a definite requirement for me. You want me to hear you? Mm-hmm. You better have that. And if you don't know, you better ask me. And I'm gonna tell you where to get it. You don't yeah, ask, you don't see, know. That's, that's what a lot. That's what I was saying about the young man when I told him get rid of this, get rid of that particular friend because you have to always see yourself as a star before that. If you don't yep. have that confidence, how can I put a million dollars behind you and put you on somebody's stage? Is you crazy? Right. And I'm not, I'm not going to recruit my money once they done booed you off the stage. <laughs> my money's done. Well, what, exactly. what the hell am I going to do, take you to civil court and get my money? Come exactly. on now. You know, and that's what yeah. I said. You got to already go out there with that confidence and already know that you can do it. Now, not overconfident and be ignorant. But right. confidence about you that says, I know my craft. I know I can sing, rap, act, whatever it is. I'm yeah. good at it. Give me a shot. That's mm-hmm. what you want to see. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So hopefully, hopefully they're picking up the information that I'm trying to pull out of you to give to them. So when oh, they yeah. come at you, they're coming at you correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, because everything, like a presentation, is everything, and that's one thing this generation don't understand. No, they don't. Presentation. They don't. They don't. See, you can't you can't come at me looking dirty and expect me to represent you or or even buy your material. I, I you have to come at me with presentation. <laughs> Oh yeah, and, you know, and that's very important. When, you, when you're talking about that presentation, I had an artist send me something. It was so much cussing in a song, I couldn't even go finish through the whole song. I couldn't even get to the hook. It was so much cussing. I'm like, hey, see, they man. think that sells. See, they think that sells because you see that what is it, the ghetto or guttural or whatever it is, rap. Mm-hmm. They assume that that's gonna sell, and that's not the case. Everybody mm-hmm. can't do what you see everybody else do. Yep. Exactly. Well, I'm glad you said something about that too. Mhm. Well, boss man saying it's time to wrap it up, and I have truly enjoyed talking to you, Miss PJ. Well, thank you Before for having me. We, thank you. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Before we bring this to a close, is there any type of plug-ins you want to do for anything else you got going on? Uh, yeah, we got an entertainment spotlight show coming on. I should be airing, um, I believe, on Fox Network soon. And, of course, my album will be dropping soon called Daydreaming for your girl, PJ Dakota. You guys can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, all those platforms. That's PJ Dakota. And, once again, thank you so much for having me on your show. And thank you for being on the show. You guys, that has been PJ Dakota. Check out her magazine if you want to get in there so that you can be able to get yourself seen. And I hope all the information that we've given you. Everybody can use, and that's Peep This Magazine, you guys. Thank you again. Yep, you're welcome. Oh, yes, thank you, PJ Dakota. And, um, oh, yes, oh, yes. So we're going to get ready for Mason Parker, who's coming up real soon. We're going to play some commercials right quick, and then we're going to play Mason Parker's uh, single, and then we're going to bring him on. PJ Dakota, definitely thank you for joining us. Welcome to the country. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. 
All right. So uh, everybody sit back. We're going to play some commercials, uh, you know, and definitely listen to those commercials too when I uh, get the products and go to the websites, all of that. You know, we got to keep the sponsors happy too so they can keep us happy and we uh, everybody keep each other happy. <laughs> all right. Oh, yes. It's money to be made out here. Win big at the Lucky Panda. This is some guy named Jay, like I've always been. And I want to let you all know that you can win big money out here at the Lucky Panda Adult Arcade. Located 2610 Clemson Avenue, Charlotte, North Carolina. Right off the plaza. Open seven days a week, days and nights. So come on out. The Lucky Panda has skill games, fish games, and more. Including weekly raffles and drawings. So there are plenty of chances for you to win big money. The Lucky Panda also serves free food to the players on Saturdays. So come on out. Again, that's the Lucky Panda. And that's Panda spelled with a 9 instead of a P. Located 2610 Clemson Avenue in Charlotte, North Carolina. Right off the plaza. Come on out and win big. See you there. Yeah, what's up? It's your girl, Linda B. Let me find out you got that big boy TV, but you only get in hospital station. Uh-uh. Let me find out you got that flat screen TV plugged up to a converter box because you're too cheap to get cable. Let uh-huh. me find out every week you down at the bootleg man trying to get new movies because you're running out of stuff to watch. Shame on you. I'm here. That's what I do. You want cable? Hit me up. Oh, Bill, no problem. I got you. Cable too high? I got you. Dun, dun, Hit me dun, dun. up. We can do this a few ways. You can either call me. I can call you. 937-287-0736. Or you could go to my website, lindaebrown.acndirect.com. Or we could do a three-way call. What? A three-way call? We could even do a three-way call. Shut the Hit front me door. up today, and you can have cable tomorrow. Yeah, I got your back. And remember, with God, all things is possible. Have a good day, world, and I'm out. Hey, ladies. You need to take care of yourself. This is your girl, Kendra D. And I want to let all of you wonderful ladies know that Yoni Themes are available at Massage Life Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina. Massage Life Studios Yoni Steam Room provides a clean, relaxing, and pristine environment for the ladies, as well as all natural and organic herbs and minerals for the Yoni Steam. Nothing but the best for the queens that visit Massage Life Studios. Some of the health benefits of having a Yoni Steam is that it regulates and improves the menstrual cycle, it detoxifies the wound, it helps with fertility, increases your libido, and works wonders for the soul, just to name a few. So book your yoni scene today with Massage Life Studios. Call today at 704-912-4015 or just visit the official website at www.massagelifestudios.com. Damn, girl. I ain't seen you in a long time. You done lost some weight. That's right, girl. Child, I've been using this new product, Total Life Changes Tea by CurvyButHealthy.com. That's how I lost the weight. Child. Now, wait a minute, girl. So all you're saying I got to do is drink this tea and I can go to the bathroom and piss these calories out of me? Well, not quite. 
What it does is speed up your metabolism, curb your appetite, and give you the nutrients your body needs so that it can help you shed the pounds. And, girl, you can lose the weight and keep some curves, too. Well, girl, that's exactly what I need. I'm trying to look good in my bikini when I go down to the beach. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com right now and order about 10 cases of that tea. Yes, yes. 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 Order Total Life Changes Tea from CurvyButtHealthy.com today. Yeah. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com and order about 10 cases of that tea. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com.
something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself yeah. and life so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours. Man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation. Black is beautiful, want you to see We ever united, think what we could be Fight over color, they feel it with greed Don't think I can take it, get hard to believe Another acquittal I see on my screen Officers sitting in court on TV Holding my head and I drop to my knees The top of my lungs that make me want to scream Yeah! Hold it together as hard as it seems American dreams are torn at the seams We ultra light beams, my energy peak They caught us savage, kidnapped us We fought and we rallied and now they all want us to leave Don't that we hear and we loud System that we tearing it down Starting with me, my music exciting the crowd Unite and get lost in the sound They know that it's key Black and we proud, we coming for peace Sick of police killing us in the streets I am sender and Jesse James, only one child Carry the torch for my family and tribe From Congo to Compton, we struggle and strive Top of your lungs, let them know we are Alive, yeah. Let's go. Hey. 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 Alright, welcome to the second half of Welcome to the Country with Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady. Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady, how you doing? Hello. Oh yes. Alright, that was an amazing interview you did with PJ Dakota. She's loving it. Now we're about to do another amazing interview with Mason Parker. Let's go ahead and bring on Mason Parker. Hello there. How you doing? Mason. I'm doing well, doing well. Oh, thank you, you're too tired, you're too tired. <laughs> oh, yeah. The crowd is ready for you. All yeah. right, Barbara. He's all, you. <laughs> all, right. all yours. My first, my first question for you, Mason, where did the name Quill come from? Oh, Quill, uh, Quill came from a couple of different uh, places. Um, I was trying to, like, when I was in high school, I was trying to decide what my my new stage name or whatever was going to be. And um, I used a couple of influences. Um, well, a, a quill is a is one of the earliest forms of, you know, it's one of the earliest writing utensils for writing mm-hmm. instruments. And I am an instrument used for writing the same way a quill is an instrument used for writing. So... Um, that kind of, that line of thinking kind of came from one day I was, I was writing and uh, my cousin, my baby cousin Sequoia came in and she said, you know, one day, man, you just going to turn into a pen. And I thought it was corny, but I was like, all right, okay, no, I'll run with that. 
And so I was just thinking of like different names that would be catchy and simple. And um, loving basketball came to mind, and uh, how they call Quincy Q. And so I was just thinking, you know, how black folk are we shorten everything up. So I was like, right. you know, all right, so what, what would what would be dope? Uh, the long and the short way, and, and, and then Q and then Quill, and then you know, just the whole. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The SAT word. Uh, y'all know what I'm talking about. Synonym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, mm. it, it was just a, it was another uh, another way of saying what I wanted to say in a short way. So I just ran with it. But then I ended up dropping it and going back to uh, to to the government name. <laughs> wow. See. Well, I like the soliloquy of it all because I mean, pretty much looking at um, paperback hero saga, yeah. Yeah. It pretty much fits you. You should take that back. <laughs> yeah, that, that well, fits I'm gonna you. bring it back. I'm gonna bring it back, and and I have another project coming out um, called uh, um, after and after these messages, and uh, I'm introducing a character named Lil Quill, which is kind of like you remember Lil Penny um, back in like back when uh, Penny Hardaway was in the league, and uh, yeah. they had they had this like little doll named Lil Penny that was uh, voiced mm-hmm. by Chris Rock. So Lil Quill is kind of like the the more like ratchet side of me or my personality. It's kind of like the imp on my shoulder that's trying to convince me to do all the stuff I know I ain't supposed to be doing. Um, just to kind of explore the humanity of of who who I am as an artist, you know, like a lot of people hear things like the Paperback Hero Saga, which I'm sure we're about to discuss in a second, but they hear stuff like that and they kind of think oh, well, you know, he's talking that, that deep stuff, or he's talking that knowledge and what have you. And they kind of, like, box you in as if... They, just because you, you know, you're uh, elevated doesn't mean that you're, like, oh, you know, high and mighty or you're righteous or whatever. Mm-hmm. You still have the same struggles that everybody else has. You just kind of overstand things on another level. And I want to show people that, you know, there's another side to it is a, I like to party. I appreciate a big booty just like anybody else. But also, mm-hmm. also have, there's a balance. You know, you gotta know that there's there's real things to life, and you gotta have a grasp on those as well. So. Oh, I'm not boxing you in. I'm about to attack every aspect of Mason. Trust I, me. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I'm, I'm ready. I believe. Well, I before I look, look, I saw this major accomplishment right here, and I got to attack this quickly. BET Music Matters. How in the uh-huh. hell did that come up? How did that come up? How did you get on that? All right, so that's a cool uh, story, actually. Um, the way things happen for me are really interesting. They're very organic. You know, I've never had – I haven't been – the majority of my, my career, I've managed myself. So um, a lot of the situations that, I, that I've found myself in have been just by virtue of being a, a genuine person and people appreciate me, you know, um, and people that can actually, like, put you in uh, elevated positions, you know, they appreciate it. And um, so basically I was in New York to do Rucker Park. Um, I don't know if y'all know about, you know, remember the and one league and the Rucker Park league and all that other right. stuff. So, right. Uh, I was doing the half show. Right, mm-hmm. right. So they still do the Rucker Park league. Um, now they got another league down there on Dykeman. Uh, and, but anyway, they still do the Rucker Park League, so I was doing a halftime show uh, in Harlem. 
And um, I was doing, while I was up there, I was also shooting a video for, well, the first video for my single Still Dreaming. And okay. actually, that was the second of three videos that we shot for that same song. But anyway, we were also doing a documentary. The guy who was shooting me used to work for BET. Mm. And and me and him, like at first it just started, it was started off as just your typical client, professional, you know, thing. But then by the end of the week, I mean, we had ran all around New York, New Jersey, and we almost got robbed in Lower East Manhattan together. We, you know, it was it was a crazy. We like we went through some stuff together. We got closer. We, you know, we realized that we were, you know, actually cool as mm-hmm. people. And um, and at the end of the the shoot, I was talking to him and I said, you know, this is what I'm trying to do next. X, Y, and Z. He said, Yo, my man is booking BC Music Matters. I said, Well, what we got to do? And uh, we, you know, he made he made a call. I sent over my stuff, and next thing you know, that was that was it. So you see that? See, let me hold. Let me stop you right there. See that, listeners? This is what I just said talking to the other artist and promoter, PJ Dakota. I had just said presentation is everything, and what did you do? You use that platform to get on this show. I just said mm-hmm. that people, you don't. It doesn't matter what's going on. You don't know who is looking at you, or what background somebody has that can move you forward. I always tell people, like whether it's the man with the business suit or whether it's a bum on the street, I, mm-hmm. I always, I always try to treat people with the utmost because you. I mean, you can learn from everybody. You, you never can. know who you're talking to, especially because I've, I've been don't. living in L.A. for the last year, mm-hmm. uh, though I'm originally from Charlotte. And that's one thing. I mean, you, you'll you be walking and you'll be thinking just sitting next to somebody who, you know, they're disheveled and their hair's not, you know, hair's a mess and they're rocking, like, some sweatpants and some, mm-hmm. some bobo sneakers or something like that. You downtown. Out. That's downtown. Oh yeah, I said that too. That's downtime. I'm telling you, man. I done seen so mm-hmm. many Honda Accords parked in front of thirty million dollar houses. That like you, you never know, you know who you talking to or who you pulling up in front mm-hmm. of, or nothing like that. You can't judge a a book by what you think. No, you cannot. You know, the, it's supposed to look like. So yeah, treat mm-hmm. everybody and I'm glad. the way you're supposed to. That's right. That's right. And see, for you. You know, as a lyricist, a poet, you know, acting, writing, you got all that going on in those components, you know, that sparked the book, paperback, mm-hmm. your saga. So, but what inspired it in general? What made you come up with that concept? Um, I came with the concept in 2012. Um, it was shortly after my mother had passed away and I was, uh, I, my mom, well, August of 2010 was crazy. So I had got uh, arrested for something I didn't do. Um, my mother died on the same day that I got fired from my job. And I got married a week before my mother passed. Um, so, like, all these, like, life-changing things have happened. And then after she passed away, it's kind of like, you know how A, B, and B, C are you know, divided up on the timeline, like that one, uh, that one um, event that basically all time is hinged on, you know, that's pretty much what my mother's death was for me, you know, it was like before her death and then everything that's happened since. 
because mm-hmm. me and her were really close. That's who raised me. That's who I came down here with uh, when I was younger. And so when she she passed away and my grandmother moved uh, back up north, um, my whole infrastructure just kind of crumbled. And okay. so it set me on this journey, so to speak, of self-discovery. And okay. so as I started to come out of my initial funk and started to kind of like get, you know, deal with the grieving process and deal with, you know, um, me and my, my wife broke up, but I still had, you know, children and stuff to take. I had to grow up like really fast as far as right. taking care of my responsibilities, et cetera, et cetera. So that was the beginning of like my self-realization, my, uh, my, my journey. To, to kind of where I'm at now, which I, I'm still a work in progress, of course, but, you know, just starting the process of working on myself in the way that I have been. And, and, and see, life. you had a quote about knowledge of self. Is that what the yeah. meaning of the term knowledge of self means? Absolutely. I mean, understanding, you know, who you are, um, making sure that you're, you're aligned, mind, body, and spirit, um, the importance of taking care of all three of those components um, and how to do so, taking ownership of doing those things um, and being proactive, not reactive. Um, you know, just being bold enough to, you know, put yourself in therapy, uh, seek out uh, yoga, yogis and yoga masters and Reiki masters and other people, who, you know, just being, taking ultimate responsibility for your self-development and, um, you know, just mental health, physical health, emotional health. And it's not easy to do that, you know, but and it's, it's definitely like a constant process of that you have to work on. But um, that is what inspired the initial thought of, okay, Cause it, all right, let me let me kind of back up a little bit. There's high level and there's low level, right? So when I say high level thinking, there's like the deep part of it, and then there's the oh, this makes marketing sense, so I'll do this, right? right. Mm-hmm. So from a marketing standpoint, um, my homeboy Razon Rain Sovereign, he used to go by. Um, he used to call himself the Hood Superhero all the time, okay. and um, I got this idea to turn all of us into superheroes. And then the group right. kind of disbanded, but I kept the superhero idea. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm going to turn myself into a superhero. Then it was, okay, I don't want to turn myself into a superhero. I want to, like, do something kind of bigger than just me. So that's kind of where doing the, the kid came from. Okay. Um, and, you know, his powers and all that other stuff kind of conceptualized over time. But as far as the comic book itself and the work itself serving as a metaphor or allegory for self-development mm-hmm. and discovery of self, that came from all the stuff that I went through with my mom and all that other stuff. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, it's, so, a, it's, a, it's a unique platform. It's really unique because, first and you. foremost, black men at any age do not know how yeah. to express themselves. And this comes all the way back from slavery, you went where right. you were not allowed to say what you thought, how you felt. Right. These things were kept bottled up. And it yeah. doesn't matter how old, whether he's a teen or his 30s, which looks like the demographic that, the you know, the comic right. book and all the other things that you've done based on and focus on, 
they have not learned those things. And then it's made it even worse. You have a generation where I'm trying to still be a kid instead of being an adult, my damn self. Right. I'm not growing right. up and, and representing my child. You have too many fathers being friends instead of right. being fathers. Right. So, you know, again, you hit it. You hit the nail on the head with this because hopefully these young men can see through what your experiences were that it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to right. cry. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to make mistakes. Just don't keep walling right. in the mess with self-pity. You have to pull yourself out of it to make a better self, right. and especially if you have children looking at you, if you have your right. own kids that you have to represent. And, and, and these are the fall-through cracks in black men in particular in this generation. They've forgotten all mm-hmm. of that, and they're, and they're not the living that. Yeah. No, I, I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you good. You good. The, the, the thing is, too, you got to remember that if you look at comic books and you look at just not even comic books, just entertainment in general, right? Mm-hmm. Where, what, at what points or in what mediums do we see it most easiest to get these points and these principles across? Is fantasy fiction? Like if you go and look at like let's let's just say Star Wars for example, right? Right. Just the whole the the force. I remember my mom used to compare the force to the Holy Spirit like all the time, mm-hmm. and like she used um, Star Wars and Star Trek and fantasy to point out and draw parallels to life principles, and, right. and that's how I grew up. Like cause my mom was a, a a black girl nerd, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was a Trekkie and all that other stuff. So I thought it was dope how she used to always draw parallels mm-hmm. from the themes that were, or the story arcs that would be in uh, comic books or fantasy adventures, even how the X-Men was actually based off of the civil rights movement, but mm-hmm. they were, the characters weren't black because they weren't accepted in that time. But still Marvel was the first, uh, one of the first comic book companies to introduce mm-hmm. a black character, you know, so I mean, just stuff like the significance, culturally speaking, mm-hmm. of comic books and fantasy and sci-fi and stuff like that. I was like, all right, how can I teach without being preachy? How can I be entertaining right. but still slip in some knowledge? Well, and I figured, you did. Okay, I'll do it. Thank mm-hmm. you. And I, I figured, I right, I'll do it the same way that they try to sneak in the negative stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'll, I'll I'll make it fun. I'll make it colorful. I'll make it action packed. I'll make it, you know, whatever it needs to be, so that's mm-hmm. easily digested. But if you look at Avatar: The Last Airbender, thank you. <laughs> right, um, right. If you look at Avatar: The Last Airbender, you look at Star Wars. You look at Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You look at all these. I mean, I could go on and on and on listing movies. Well, I really that, want to compare you to Panther because again. You know, Word. see how the concept of that was and, and Rwanda and how people blew that up so they busted almost the Internet worrying about being in that scenario. Again, right, you know, they, right. they, they took the creativity and, and, and tried to make it an actual reality. 
you know, right. to, to things going on. But you would have to understand the history to be able to do that. And for me, as far as looking mm-hmm. at, you know, your hero saga, you pretty much, again, hit the nail on the head where all those concepts come together. But in the more understanding, it's not above their head as Black Panther would be. It's more of an right, understanding right. on the same level. Of, again, the demographic I said, it looked like you're reaching teens from right. the reviews and stuff I saw, teens for right, the 30s. Right, right. Those are the crucial years. Those are the right. years right there that black men fall short because they don't have that proper training and teaching because either something's happened by the wayside in the family or, you know, they don't have a proper family or the or the people that's supposed to be there to guide them that that guidance is not there. So I'm glad that, right. you know, if I sit down and read your comic book as as I've done, you know, reading pieces of it, I'm glad I can pull mm-hmm. out that information. Well, oh, I didn't know this was this, or it's okay to feel this way, and it's okay to correct right. that feeling. You know, those are the things that, to be honest, Marvel tried, and I got to give it to Stan Lee. As far as he did, we're putting black into his comics and all. He really did yeah. try to make that transition. He tried oh, yeah, to keep yeah, it, yeah. that relativity, he tried to still keep it relevant that black people right. had some importance. And then he tried to explain not just how you sitting there saying, okay, you a gangster, bust this up, and so forth, but to give them a positive hero ship, you know, so that the kids yeah, yeah, can see, yeah, yeah. I don't have to always be the villain or the yeah, negative character. I can be positive yeah. and still get people to look at me. And I'm glad you're Absolutely. doing that. So I really hope you keep that up. I will. I definitely am. I definitely am. There's actually um, seven books in all, which means that there's going to be seven albums. So we're already... Mm-hmm. Malcolm Jamal Warner is the voice of Kahari the God King, which is one of the main characters on the album. Okay. Um, and then we're working on other celebrity guest uh, narrators and, yes, yes. and other celebrities. And other celebrities into the storyline and stuff like that, using their voiceover uh, talents and stuff like that for the second mm-hmm. through seventh books. Um, but I'm wondering, are you going to put it in a film festival? Are you going to send it to Sundance or try to get a movie deal with it at some point? Ultimately, that's what I really want to do is is make a a, a feature length movie on it. Yeah, from from what I hear, yeah, yeah. But of course, you know that that requires (laughs) in order in order to do that though, it's that's a process and it requires a lot of support. So things like this, platforms like what you have going on, are really and I really appreciate them for being able to, you know, get us out there, get the message out there, get people on board. Um, You know, you can always go to the website and donate to the cause or order you a print, order you a poster. Uh, The Mm. teaser comic is free. The full comic book, the 30-page comic book that tells the whole story of the first album, um, that's available uh, in September. We're going to do a a nice little launch party uh, here with Second and Charles. And common okay. market, uh, so we got a lot of stuff going on, man. Just uh, subscribe to this website, iammasonparker.com, and you can stay po- stay you know abreast on everything that's going on. I saw that, and I, I like the part where you get a little something for free for those, for especially for those children you know underprivileged that can't really afford it. Because a lot of them, I've noticed that for a lot of those children who don't have anything else, the first thing they do mm-hmm. is reach for a book. If they can't, you know, mm-hmm. go out, you know, or, you know, um, get things purchased for them, the first thing they do is hit the library um, or the yeah. Internet to read. And I'm glad that you yeah. provide that as well because, again, that's, you know, key 
a lot of kids, and we talked about that on our sister show, um, Blacktopia Presents, about kids and reading and writing, how they're truly fundamental. But in the black mm. community, they're getting away from it. And it's so bad right. that and I, don't know if, I don't know where you come from if they had the bookmobile. But here in Virginia, yeah, yeah. the bookmobile is starting to lose its luster. Nobody wants to pick mm-hmm. up a book and read no more. I'd rather grab my phone. And that's not mm-hmm. really, to me, that's not really linking the knowledge with your mind. Your mind is not being truly fed because it's on it's on something, an entertaining device. It's not pages mm-hmm. you have to turn and actually read. I get more pleasure out of reading a paperback. Um, than I would if I said it e-booked it, and I don't mean no harm. Yeah, yeah. E-book is it's a fine no, no, no. tool and it's and it's good, but it's just when you got that old school hands on. I got to get my yeah. hands, you know, the, the pages get greasy or they book. get all crinkly. Yeah. That yeah. means I'm I'm into what I'm reading, and that's normally or you yeah, know they bit yeah. all up. That means you into right. what you're reading. That, that right. you have a closer what I want to say a closer experience relationship with what you're reading yeah. and you remember it more than you sitting there e booking it. You're not you're right. not exactly. pulling the information in so as that, much as you why, need to. Exactly. And that's why we, we offer both of them, you know, because mm-hmm. you got the you know, you got the if you if you under fifteen years old you probably uh, you probably could go either way when it comes to you know, you may have that old soul where you like a book or you may be all tech not like my son is eight, so Mm-hmm. You know, anything with a screen, he on it, you know, and I don't want, you know, exclude him, but at the same time, or his, you know, that, that age group that's coming up underneath, you know, this ain't quite on his reading level, but it's definitely appropriate. There's nothing inappropriate in it for any kid at any age. So um, I wanted to make it accessible for everybody and definitely mm-hmm. um, those physical copies. Like you said, there's something about a actual physical book being yep. in your hand, being able to turn the pages, especially a comic book. I mean, or yes, a novel. Yeah, but it's especially a comic book. It's, it's mm-hmm. something about that, man, um, that just adds to the experience. Um, I don't know what and, the pleasure is about you turn up the pages or you got grease on it from, you know, whatever pizza or chip that you've been eating. It's just something about the greasy page. Yeah. <laughs> it's something about it, though. It's something about uh-huh. it between your fingers that, that, that makes the experience that much more vivid. So, yeah, we. I, I definitely want to like give people, and I told myself like uh, maybe a year ago that I didn't really, really want to just release music anymore. I wanted to release experiences, and that's where right. the paperback hero side of like the way I executed it with the short film, the comic, the album, and uh, there's actually gonna be a, a poetry book and album coming soon too. Um, sometime yeah. in 2019. Well, are you so going to focus more really, on that, or you want to do? You going to go back into the recording studio as well, or you going to focus more on, on paperback saga, getting it off the ground? Uh, well, no, it's all paperback hero saga. Um, the poetry book is kind of like a one-shot story. A one-shot basically means it's a story that is kind of off from the main canon. Um, so I got a plane going overhead, uh, okay. but it's a story that's kind of, um, kind of off, kind of like, uh, if you're familiar with Star Wars, the Star Wars franchise, the best example I can give you is, uh, there's the main canon, which is episodes one through six, uh, okay. but then there's also, uh, the Force, not the Force Awakens, the, um, Rogue One, which is, a, it's like a one-shot story. So the poetry book 
would pretty mm-hmm. much be a one shot in which we see uh the adventure that Toph and Malik go on when Malik first gets his powers. Well see from um, what I looked at you you keep on comparing it to Star Wars. You must be a Star Wars person. Me, I compared it to more so um the Harry Potter series. Because, I mean, once you uh, really get okay. out of the house, see, I'm, I'm I'm putting you up there with Miss Rollins. I, I, I really see you surpassing her to, on a black level. To be level. honest with you, that'd be dope. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I see I, it. Like, I, if you I, keep saying I, I, Star Wars, I'm not a Star Wars person. You keep saying Star okay. Wars. Me, when I started looking at it from in my mind, when yeah. I do my research, <clears> I was thinking uh-huh. more because they already promoting the Harry Potter series is going to be on USA um, and some of the other Networks. Yeah. But for me, yeah, yeah, from yeah. what I was reading of it, I see you more mm-hmm. compared on her level because her but books reach the kids that. to give them that. I know, but her books reach the kids to give them that encouragement. That's the commercial they're saying: gave the kids encouragement, mm-hmm. made them feel like themselves. Mm-hmm. But I really want you know paperback hero saga to do the same thing for black children because that's what they're yeah. lacking now. That encouragement, right. I, that 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 I, means to go out there and do good. So I, I could pray right. to her, not Star Wars. Yeah, so. I think I, I think I would. Uh, that's an apt comparison as well because I yeah, that's a better com- that's elements. a better compatibility. And, yeah, for and, me. And really, like the thing is, is that the re- I mean, you could go either way. You could go Star Wars. You could go uh, Harry Potter. You could go Lord of the Rings. You could go. Mm-hmm. It's really any 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 um any saga type or epic. It's really any epic. Like I mean, because really, you could do the Iliad and the Odyssey because that's the original, right? You right. know, Homer. Um, so if you really want to, like, it, the, the, the story arc or the the structure in which I did it is a age-old uh, method that I just kind of tapped it. into. And I studied mm-hmm. different, I studied different uh, uh, works, of works. you know what I'm saying, to, to kind of mm-hmm. figure out how I want to, to tell the story, how I want the story to unravel. Because as I said, there's seven books in all, there's one for each chakra, uh, mm-hmm. Because his powers are directly related to whether or not his chakras are aligned. Now I know and, you ain't trying to give away some stuff, but listen, are the are the powers mm-hmm. going to grow? Are they going to enhance? Uh, I mean, especially I mean I know you for the tail, but you know can yeah, you just give they, me a little they, little they clip get, there? Because I they, from what I was get, reading, he, he's he's uh-huh. uh let me see, he's evolving. I'll put it that way. Right, but what I read, right. he's evolving into certain powers, certain ones he's afraid of, which is still the black man try try a thing going on anyway. He's afraid of uh-huh. certain ones. He backs off uh-huh. from certain things, but some things he evolves in. So uh, his power's gonna grow. Yeah, his power. He day. don't even. I say, I say, he doesn't even know exactly how powerful he can become. Matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Toss, his spiritual advisor, his guy, Toss mm-hmm. doesn't actually know how powerful he could become. He just well, knows. he still doubts himself. I'm still seeing it in certain things as I'm reading. He's still doubting himself. Yeah, That's why still, I said he, he pulls back a little himself. bit. He realized he, he had something yeah. right, but he keeps pulling back. That's black men. Y'all know you right. can do anything, but you pull he back on how, certain right. things. Right. So, yeah, yeah he, so he that's why I was wondering if his power was going to evolve. Oh, absolutely. So right now, he is on the uh, he's on the ground floor. So the first chakra is the red chakra, um, mm-hmm. grounding, and right. um, and so basically, you know, 
if you notice, uh, you know, you'll notice certain things in the comic book, the first issue, mm-hmm. you know, the theme is going to be red um, because that's the color of grounding in the first chakra. And so every okay. every color, I mean, excuse me, every book will represent a chakra, so it will be color-coded co- color as such. And okay. um, his powers were definitely, uh, definitely, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where they go. You know, it I'll is. Say that, so stay tuned. It is. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm stay keeping tuned. up with it. I'm gonna keep up with it because I mean, <laughs> I was like, that's that's when it hit me when I was noticing certain things as I was, you know, going through reading, and I'm like, yeah, this this pretty much touches me on a Harry Potter bit. If I was a young man, I mean, for for girls, yeah. it's got its certain tabs. I think more you was on the on the level for the guys, which in truth needs to be that because they're really. Yeah. The the patriarch of the family structure begins with man. I mean, okay, oh, I don't to try to look at it. It begins with man. So I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you put that in there. I mean, for me as a girl or woman, I could put a little something in there to understand on a young lady's basis. Well, but see, the fact that PDA, you touched into the guys, I was yeah. more happy with that. That you reaching out to the young men who need that guidance that don't have it. Well, I wanted to start with them because I'm a black man. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what I know. Are you going to add a girl but in there? But I was wondering, you want to add a girl in there? There's already a girl in there. There's a, in the full. There's a if you. I mean, the really in there, not, not the little small. I mean, really in there. You know? Nah, she she's okay. When I tell you, she she fitting the still. Zola Zola and is fitting the still. That's her name. Her name is okay. Her name okay. is Zola. Okay. And she she has she has a deity that she turned. Okay, so let me kind of give you a break. Okay, let me tell her your business. Don't be don't be telling her thing. I'm just I'm just saying. Nah, I'm trying to get little anything. pieces out. Okay. Just, because I just realized though that we've been talking and our listeners don't know the names of the characters and who they are. So I'm not okay, going to unravel everything. But okay. the story starts out with Malik and he's 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, Malik lives in a place called Crownsboro. Um, and basically, uh, he is uh, encountered by his spiritual guide from another dimension or another realm called the Jana, named mm-hmm. Toth. Um, the Jana is basically this diasporic utopia. Um, picture the most beautiful parts of every part of Africa all in one country. Um, and okay. that's, you would have the jhana. Um, and upon uh, acquiring the knowledge of self that Toth gives him, or Toth shows him his way to, I should say, uh, Malik uh, finds out that he, his, his spirit or his genet- or everything, his, his whole being, his essence, is connected to uh, his 25,000-year-old uh, ancestor named Kahari. The God King, uh, okay. who is voiced by Malcolm Jamal Warren, and um, so basically, the Paperback Hero Saga is kind of like an allegory that basically illustrates the godlike power that rests inside all of us if we mm-hmm. just embrace the greatness that lives inside of us, right? Okay. Um, so his his uh, his adversary or his, the antagonist is uh, a, a deity named Adeyemi who lives in a uh, place called the Lower. Okay. And okay. Uh, Adeyemi, his whole purpose uh, is to unearth this thing in the jhana 
called the Queen's Heart. The Queen's Heart is like this interdimensional gateway or lock and key, so to speak, mm-hmm. that holds everything together, right, as we know it. So it keeps everything right. separate, keeps everything in order. Um, mm-hmm. Adeyemi wants to unearth the Queen's Heart so that he can flow fr- freely through all the dimensions and, and rule however he sees fit, right? So he's he's like mm-hmm. the Lord of Chaos. He, he thinks... And so the word Adeyemi is a Yoruban term that literally means the crown suits me. And so Adeyemi, that's his whole purpose. He, he feels like things are better left in his control. And mm-hmm. so the sole purpose of Toph, Kahari, and Slash Malik is to keep Adeyemi from getting to the queen's heart. Adeyemi and the Scarab, the Scarab are the name of his, of his minions. To mm-hmm. keep them from getting from the queen's heart, and keep order in the uh, in in the in the in the universe, basically, or the multiverse. So um, there's more to it. There's more to the story. There's even more mm-hmm. to Malik's purpose that he doesn't know about. That would be uncovered right. in the other books. But that's the basic premise uh, of the of the story. And if you listen to that album, it kind of sets up all that. The first issue. Mm-hmm. So. It's already sparking interest. How'd you get Malik? How'd you get um, Malcolm Jamal to work with you? I know Jamal he does Warner. a lot of projects with kids. Yeah, how'd you get him? Um, so I've known Malcolm since I was for about a little over ten years now. Wow. And um, we met on a spoken word scene, mm-hmm. and because he's also a pretty dope poet. And uh, we met at the National Black Theater Festival, and uh, wow. about through a mutual friend of ours named Wayusi Baraka, um, who mm. is a really dope brother who's been a mentor to me for a while. And um, uh, Malcolm introduced us, you know, told him I was good people. I was a kid at the time, and mm-hmm. uh, basically, you know, he just saw me kind of grow up, mature, keep grinding, stay with it. And uh, I was out in L.A. And I reached out to him. I said, yo, man, I'm in your city. I got a project I think you might like. I can use your help with it. And uh, he was gracious enough to, to lend me his voice. I know that's right. See, you've been picking up all the right. You're already on the right track because you're already picking up the right flow. And you know what another thing that came to mind when we were talking about the beginning part of the saga with Malik? I'm thinking mm-hmm. about the Thundercats, a black version of Thundercat. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought uh, when I saw the colors, when I saw the red. First thing I thought yeah. about was a, a black version of the Thundercats. I was like, what the hell was I thinking of that? But then yeah, I was thinking yeah. about then Harry Potter, but before Harry Potter, I thought about a black version. I've uh, always wanted to know would there be a black version of the Thundercats? We never got that. And but, you know what, though? In my opinion, and since I you feel already like... do this, look at this adding all kinds of messy stuff. I'm sorry, but I'm just. <laughs> This is nah, the stuff that should. I go through when I, I, I do my research, man. This is stuff that I be but thinking of as I'm reading all stuff. No, that's what I was going to say. Is that's that's the that's what makes that's how you know something got that that's how you know there's something to it, right? When mm-hmm. when it makes you when it makes you think of all these other great works, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like the fact that it puts you in the mind of a Harry Potter and the Thundercat and all that classic stuff, like that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Because that mm-hmm. means that. The same qualities of longevity that those uh, those pieces have, you know, or those works have, there's something in mind that carry that has a, a similar characteristic. So, you know, hopefully mine stands the test of time. Hopefully I build on a story the right way that 
it keeps people um and I and I make the the, the right decisions, business decisions to preserve mm-hmm. the franchise and preserve the brand and propel the brand and where it can be um so everything that it can be because I mean now um as as lay people we have such access to information, you know, that we didn't mm-hmm. before. So we're able in this day and age, two thousand eighteen, I mean you're able to do everything as an indie artist, you're able to do pretty much everything a signed artist can do. You're able to, if you have the resources and the capital, you're able to do everything a studio would do, um, mm-hmm. you know, a, t- a film studio would do. So it's like, really, man, I, I'm, I'm just trying to um, really take it as far as it can go. And uh, the fact that you are likening it to all these really, all these classic, you know, uh, works is, is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. What's up with the Indiegogo? campaign that you got going on? The Indiegogo just finished. Uh, we did not hit goal, unfortunately, but uh, you, like I said before, you can still um, donate on the website. Um, if mm. you want prints, if you want t-shirts, you can get all that stuff at IamMasonParker.com. We're actually about to make some updates to the online store. So the t-shirts will be added, and actually we're going to add a couple of more uh, different designs. Um uh, so in more prints, physical copies of the comic book, of course, in September when it comes out. So if you want to donate after you hear this this podcast, please, 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 I am masonparker.com. Uh, you can give okay. all your money. <laughs> you feel it? You got any other projects going on besides um, the Hero Saga, or are you just going to focus on this specifically? Um. Well, uh, it would be so against my nature to only do one thing, um, but basically I use the paperback. The paperback hero saga is the focal point. Um, mm-hmm. Everything goes back to paperback hero saga. Um, I, I definitely would not be mind. I would, I would not mind being known as the paperback hero saga guy. Like that's fine with me. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm an actor, like I said, I'm a spoken word artist, and I also do other types of music as far as, right. you know, uh, stuff that's not as niche, you know, more play, more playlist-friendly type stuff, stuff that you might want to just ride out to, play at the cookout, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I just released a single called Bully. Um, subscribe to me on Spotify, uh, Mason Parker, Apple Music, Mason Parker, Everything, Mason Parker, Tidal, mm-hmm. uh, I'm available in every country, um, everywhere everywhere you can buy music. So Yes, you uh, are. Now, you say your eight-year-old yeah. son, is is he your, your worst critic when it comes to this comic? Because is he nah, all into he it, too? Nah, he, you know, man, he he's really enamored about the fact, because the, the character is loosely based on him. So, mm-hmm. at least his, his personality more so than anything, <laughs> and the way I think he's gonna look when he get older. But, um, <laughs> but it's it's kind kind of an amalgamation of, I mean, well, shoot, he's an amalgamation of my personality and his mother's personality. So, right. uh, Malik is kind of like a combination of me, my father, and my son. Um, and then Zola is kind of like my daughter. And you know aspects of her mother and stuff like that. Now, for you, is that very with this generation of young kids? Is it very important to have that structure, regardless of the relationship between the adults, where your children are concerned? Oh yeah, yeah, To keep that Um, stable. When me, oh yeah, when me and my wife were together, um, uh, when she was still my wife, um, we used to double date with 
my daughter's mother and her husband. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even now, um, one big happy family, you know. So everything, mm-hmm. everything is about the kids. And I, I, yes, I, I will say, our situation helps. Uh, is helped by the fact that nobody secretly wants to be back with anybody, and nobody like, you know, we never had like the baby mama, baby daddy back and forth. Like, oh, we not together, mm-hmm. but we still sleeping together stuff. Like, we never we had boundaries and we respected the boundaries once they were made. So, wow, you are amazing, yeah. baby, because very few people <laughs> follow that, you know. And I mean, and because of that, it causes the issues where the kids concerned. You you lose focus and you begin to focus on y'all arguing instead of taking care of the children. So wow, you are right. amazing when it comes to that. I'm I'm glad you keep saying. I, well, well, I'm glad nah, your mama was there, I, baby, because that's some total training there, honey. <laughs> I was about to take all the credit for that. I'm just happy. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, I'm about to, I'm giving yeah, it to mama. for the mamas. Yeah, the mamas. Hands down. Mamas. Yeah, yeah, because you know be you know honest, that's a man. big issue. That's a big yeah, issue all across the board. I, I don't know why I'm a knucklehead and I tend I tend to, to to I don't have like this string of crazy women behind me or nothing like that. Like I, I tend to date and 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 deal with pretty awesome women. And mm-hmm. normally I will say, like, if it goes south, like it's it's generally sometimes it's like uh uh, you know, we just decide to go uh our separate ways, but especially in my youth, man, yeah, it was mm-hmm. most of the time it was me messing that up because they were pretty good. They were, they were, they were, they were definitely, and, and then my youth was when I had my children. I'm surprised so. they ain't flanking you and flocking behind you. I mean, I had to look at the picture again. I'm like, what the hell? Okay, but yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised they, I'm surprised he ain't worried about his page crashing and a whole bunch of. I saw a lot oh, of them up there. Trust me, I saw. Yeah, I mean, but I was like, I'm surprised hey. your page ain't crashing. <laughs> hey, hey! I mean, you know, they, 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 they. I appreciate them, and they appreciate. Yeah, them. stay polite. <laughs> just, just stay polite and keep it moving. You, keep you it funny. moving. I'm just I'm saying, cause man, the stuff I saw, and I was like, what the hell? Okay, yeah. See, I'm glad. See, he just being nice. For some of them, for what I saw, I was like, yeah, he just being polite. <laughs> that's that's mama in him. That's mama. He just being polite. You, cause you can tell you the crazy mess. I'm just saying, yeah. you can tell the crazy yeah. mess. And I saw some of the comments you put on some of this stuff when they went, you know, out of their way to get your attention. I saw how you just uh-huh. politely curved them around. That's that acting. I said, yeah, look at that acting. Because he just politely curved them the other way. You said something nice, but you didn't say nothing, to, you know, to have them all in your face. So, yeah. So, right. yeah, that's mama nah, training. Nah. No, yeah, no thirst traps here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a lot of thirsty ones on your page, honey. Well, yeah, I, I saw <laughs> on a few of your pages. You got, you got a few. Yeah, they're beyond thirsty. These these sisters are funny. Well, I'm just saying, man, like, they at the desert. They Beyonce, damn, they beyond thirsty. They at the <laughs> desert. I mean, one more flick of the camera and, and you know, seen everything. I'm like, okay. Well, see, I mean, <laughs> you, you just seem like a well-rounded young man that that kind of thing don't. Turn you on. That's why I said mama's training, cause you know most nah, guys yeah, a, would just a, fall right into them traps. So nah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad like, you um, got that going on. Yeah, I, I tend to like very uh, laid back, reserved, fairly modest women. Not like you know burka modest, but like you know you ain't got to cover it all up. But I mean just like I I I lived in L.A. for a year and I saw more butt cheeks than I cared to. Remember after a while, like you would think as a man, 
you know, the mm-hmm. booty shorts would be like real cool, but after a while, it's like you get played I out. Feel like yeah, it, it, man, you if you feel like your eyes are getting raped, it really like. And, and when I say that, I mean like like I, what make you think I wanted to see that? You right. know what I'm saying? What right. what make you think? And it's like oh well, don't look, but it's like yo, it's everywhere, bro. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like hey, look, you know. I'm a feminist, liberation, all that good stuff. Burn your bra. Great. That's that's. How, how old is your daughter? Because I know I'm thinking you want to catch her. Right, you better snatch up with, with an umbrella. How old is your daughter? That, she's ten. How old that's is she? Thing. Like how old is she's she? Ten. Ten. Yeah, see, because if you catch her out there, see, you say that's different. But if you catch her out there with that, you better snatch up with an umbrella, and it's been it's been that's very unpleasant for her. That's the yeah. thing. I'm like, I'm out here, and I'm like looking at it through my my father's eyes, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't even. Bring my daughter with me to L.A. during the summer because we gonna or my son for that matter because we gonna right. be looking at ass cheeks the whole the whole trip. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. And it's and it's like dang, bro. Like there's no. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's like I don't, no it's, no cool. Like, I mean they they think it's they think it's sexy and attractive, but you fail to realize. I seen somebody put a post up right on on one of your pages that they were saying that you know everybody blamed the men, but what about the women that the kids are raised by? I mean I'm looking at you more, you know all of you. I'm looking at all of you more than I'm looking at all of daddy. So I mean you know and that is the truth. I mean they don't realize what they do falls upon their children, and they really don't feel like what they do is inappropriate. Because yeah, some things I mean, are, you know, I'm going to remember you more with all your clothes on and I'm going to remember the and bullshit. And that's the thing, yo, like, I'd rather <laughs> you have, I, personally, and this is just mm-hmm. me, but personally, I like the shorts that cut, like, right under the cuff. Now, mm-hmm. I don't want to see the cheek. I just want right. to, like, I just want your shorts to just you cover the Daisy shit. Dukes. They the they the, the yes, real Daisy, not not that crap that they come out with now. That look, yeah, right. Yeah, I just see need they... that cuff, bro. I just if I can mm. get that cuff about you, then I, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I, and I can appreciate that from afar. And you can keep on moving and doing what you do. And I'm gonna have mm. a good day. You gonna have a good day, and that's gonna be that. But, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they take just, it too far. See. It's it's just out of hand. I didn't I didn't seen some yeah. stuff that. Yeah, and if and I'm your friend, I'm going to tell you no better. What we'll make it so bad? I know, but see what pissed me off, you know, your friend's right I'm there cool with, with you. No I know, but I'm saying, huh? your friends are right there with you, and some things are inappropriate, especially when you look like you wear right. others in that breast, okay? So, you know, some things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. let's now, not do I, that. I feel like self-awareness <laughs> is key. I feel like self-awareness <laughs> is key, and I it feel is. like we need to we need to be honest with ourselves in the limits of our of our wardrobe choices, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like, I, I don't That's feel what I'm like... That's you're very positive about that, you're very, and I, and I know you just saw the stuff on some of your pages, that look I'm way out saying. of control, and the good thing about you, you keep it moving, <laughs> you don't post a, you don't post a like, you don't do anything, and I say, very good, <laughs> that that shows a lot of, because, I mean, I see you got kids yourself, that shows a lot of respect, that some things you don't approve of, but you're not going to insult the person either. You know, but I mean, for some women, from the stuff I saw, they need that insult. I wanted to go and click myself. I'm gonna have to befriend you so I can go and do some clicking on them myself. But um, (laughs) yeah, just just some things to get a man's attention. They don't realize what's what's attractive to most of the old school guys. And see, you brought up old school. Most of the old school guys, the things that attract these guys now are not what attract you guys, and that's what pisses a lot of those women off. Showing y'all everything and the wrong things is not going to get you to keep, nah, you know, looking or contact. 
there's plenty of young cats like myself that have old souls and all that other stuff and mm-hmm. appreciate quality women. But Instagram and all this other stuff got women thinking that it's the it's the dots out here that's winning. It's like, oh, I got to prop my behind up on the sink to get somebody yeah. to notice me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nah, what you, what you got to understand is like, yo, man, like, be about your bread. Like, Shorty is doing the twerk video, but you see she her mattress is on the floor, and you know what I'm saying? She got clothes all over the place in the background. She mm-hmm. clearly ain't, like, And you're you know, not the first artist I've ever heard that said that. You, you may, I'm telling you, bro, like, you, you may see, you you may think, and she she may got 13 million views, 13,000 views on her little twerk video and everything, and she may got mm-hmm. 17,000. I can tell you from experience, man, that girl work at Wendy's at the airport. I'm trying mm-hmm. to tell you, like, it ain't nothing wrong with that if that's where you at in life. But my thing is transparency and differentiating what's real and what's fake. And it's like, you, know, you, like a lot of times, like, you get, y'all women are out here trying to compare yourselves to mm-hmm. somebody's snapshot a little, they little 15 seconds of pleasure in their life, and they and they whole life, the, the rest of their life ain't ain't nothing. They they miserable. But you I'm glad you're saying it. They, they, they took a selfie in the club with somebody, and now you think they got the best life ever or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or you comparing mm-hmm. your body to $10,000 worth of surgery. Like, mm-hmm. come on, bro. You, you got mm-hmm. to stop doing that. You know what I'm saying? I'm Real, glad you're saying that, Mason. The man mm-hmm. that you want, to, the, the man that you like, that's going to treat you like how these R&B songs, like how Tank be singing and stuff like that, like the dude mm-hmm. that's actually going to do that. Ain't ain't out here in your DMs because you got your, your behind propped up on the sink. If he, he might right. be in your DM, but it ain't just that. You know Mm-mm. what I'm saying? So you like dudes got dudes that that if you want dudes that you know abide by certain standards, you gotta you gotta look at the total picture. You, you sure know what I'm saying? Presentation, presentation, and patience. Yep, presentation and patience. Because a real guy ain't going to run up on you with all that. See, you already like one of the old souls. It's going to take you a while. I mean, you ain't going to just run up and, you know, run right into anything. It's going to take you a while to feel the person out, get to know them. That's the way it's supposed to be done. That's the way it's supposed to go. That's why I don't really go out. I mean, let me rephrase that. I don't really go out to meet people in public because I don't feel like dealing with your representative anyway, first of all. (laughs) And then... Second of all, like, I like genuine connection. So I like meeting people. Like, I love to meet a woman, like, I don't know, like at a tailgate or, like, a grocery store or, like, genuine, like, we just happen to be standing next. Like, I'm not fitting to chase you around the mall because I think you got a, a big butt. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? If we happen to end up standing next to each other, then, or if mm-hmm. we happen, it happens to, like, you know, it just so happens that I can easily talk to you, then mm-hmm. cool. But I'm not fitting to just break my neck looking all thirsty simply because I'm physically attracted to you and I know nothing about your personality. For all I know, I'm fitting to do all this for nothing because you are an idiot mm-hmm. with a cute face. You know what I'm saying? God, so I'm, oh not, my. I'm not the, I ain't the type of person to do all that. If anything, I'm gonna like wait till we. I'm gonna wait till I can observe you for a second, mm-hmm. and be like, okay, let me see. I see, 
she oh she oh she laughing. She got a sense of humor. Okay, she a little goofy. I like that. Ladies, y'all hear him because he hadn't had a few people talk to me that's sexy. So yeah, so y'all hear him. He's giving you he's giving you your interview. He's giving you tips straight from Mason Parker's mouth. Here's all his tips on how you can get his attention. Y'all hear him? Now stop telling me he's sexy. There he is right there telling you. There he is. I'm telling you though, and that's not just me. That's that's. I mean, I think that's a lot of guys that are worth a hill of beans. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that are really out here talking about some. Most dudes want don't just like a woman don't want a dude that's been for everybody. A, a dude don't want a girl that even if she not a hoe. There's different levels of like hoeism, right? Like you wow. can be for everybody and not be a hoe. You know what but I'm saying? Like, like you may not be out here like having sex with folks or letting mm-hmm. people do whatever to you. But if you the type of chick to go out with a dude just because you're hungry, you you probably fit in that category. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, I feel like, okay, okay, well, let me rephrase that. If you're over a certain age, cause I feel like... No, break it down, boss. Break it down. Cause they, you know yeah, yeah, they, they need that's, to hear... That's some, that's some freshman year in college type stuff right there, bro. Like, I'm well, broke. see, you know what? I'm glad. Got, you know what I'm, I'm glad you gave that to them, y'all. You have heard it one-on-one from Mason Parker, so now you can go on this page. Come on here correctly. Now, before we wrap this up, <laughs> is there anything else that you want to plug for yourself personally? Yes. Um, you asked me about other projects, man. Um, right. I got, I, I'm, a mov- I'm in a movie uh, called uh, A Social Love Affair um, that mm-hmm. comes out in September. I'm also playing the lead uh, of a new web series, an interactive web series called Bars. Uh, that will be featured on Instagram and Facebook. Um, reason being is because you guys will uh, choose the outcome of each episode. So at the, end of epi- at the end of the episode, the audience will choose what I, the main character, do next. Um, and then the next episode will follow that storyline. So that's our complete control. And I think that this is really, really going to shake up the game when it comes to web series. So make sure you tune in the bars that, that debuts in September as well. Uh, the full comic book, paper, the Paperback Hero Saga is available at immasonparker.com in September. You can follow me on Spotify, Mason Parker, and everywhere else, I am Mason Parker. That's IG, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. I am Mason Parker. And, uh, Hey, um, also the other thing I want to say before we let before we break out is um, it's just in my heart to say, if at any time you know you feel like things are you know bleak and you're not really sure which way you're going and which way is up, you know take a cue from the Old Testament as I like to say and just be still for a second and embrace the process and just remember that God is still smarter than you and that you are probably limiting him with your imagination. So just chill out and remember that he's the one that's actually in control, not you. And uh, uh, you'll, you'll have a lot more peace of mind as you go about your day. So check me out. Um, subscribe to me on everything. I do a cool thing sometimes if you want to look at it. I just gave you all the information, baby. Yes, Lord. I want to thank you, Mason Parker, for this interview. And I'm wishing you much success, especially in Paperback Hero. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was great being here. All right. In the country. Thank you. <laughs> That's right, in the country. Don't forget to come back, man. You had to come back and see me. 
You already know. You already know. All right. Y'all have a good night. Yes, ma'am. You too. All right. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.